the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Join with me and let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we love you, we praise you and honor you. This is the day that you've made, Lord, and we are going to rejoice. We're going to be glad in it. We're thankful, Lord, for your faithfulness. We're thankful, Lord, for the season that we're coming into. And we believe, Lord, with great expectation that you're going to do amazing things. So as we talk about your appointed times this day, Lord, give us wisdom. Give us discernment. Pierce our hearts that we may know your will. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, good morning, and uh, just have you scheduled your appointments with God on your calendar? Hopefully you have. (laughs) You know, sometimes people call them holy days or Jewish holidays, but God calls them his appointed times. You know, the Hebrew is moedim, which should translate into appointed times. During the next month, month, I should say, of broadcasting, we're going to talk about God's appointed times. However, even better, I'd like to invite you to participate in these appointments. Just email me a quick note that you would like our calendar of appointed times to to, um, know when they are, and you can participate with us. If you're going to do this, do it now, because next weekend, the appointed times begin. I don't want you to have to say, I should have, you know, the first next Sunday night is Rosh Hashanah, which is October 2nd. Wow. How did we get there so quickly? Amazing. Email me now, rabbi at heart of Messiah. Dot org. You can just say calendar and we'll do the rest. This is also a great time 
for one of our rabbis to come to visit your church and speak on how these appointed times are important for Christians. Email me, and we'll set it up. Again, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So let's prepare our hearts and minds to get ready for these appointed times. Consider coming to one of our services and bringing Jewish friends or co-workers or neighbors, especially if they don't know Yeshua as their Messiah. You know, also, I would say that this is an amazing time to pray. We need to double up on prayer. Prayer for salvation, prayer for revival. And you know what? (laughs) There's an election coming up the beginning of November. We need to pray for the mountains of influence that influence our country and the election cycle. we, We need to pray for the family. We need to pray for religious institutions. We need to pray for educational institutions and business businesses and and business leaders and the media and arts and entertainment and government, of course. You know, if you want to pray with us, we're having a pre-appointed time or pre-Rosh Hashanah uh, prayer meeting in our South Tampa location this Tuesday, September 27th from 7 to 9. So if you uh, want to get our address or anything of that nature, just go to our website. The website would be Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, David or David dot org. Okay, wonderful. We'll look forward to praying with you this Tuesday. Rosh Hashanah is is translated head of the year, but that actually is not the scriptural name of this holy day. This holy day is called Yom Teruah, which means the day of the blowing or referring to the day of the blowing of the shofar. It's also called Yom Hazikaron, which is the day of remembrance. And actually, uh, God wants us to use these days to remember everything about him and what he's done for us. So we we see uh, this holy day in Leviticus 23, 23 to 25. And we understand that this is the first day of the seventh month, the month of Tishri. And that you know the Jewish New Year begins with these high holy days or these appointed times. And uh, in the service of Yom Teruah, we actually blow the shofar, which is like a ram's horn, over a hundred times. Think of it as a trumpet, maybe. That would be easier for you. But there are four themes at Rosh Hashanah. The first one is obviously blowing the shofar, Yom Teruah. And and that's for us to alarm us, to awake. Um, <laughs> you know, I believe uh, the body of believers are asleep. I think they need to hear the shofar blast. They need to hear God calling them. They need to respond. Secondly, uh, God is our father. That's the second theme. God is our king, Melech. Melech Yisrael, King of Israel. And we depend on him. We serve him. We worship him. He is our God, our Father, and our King. 
And the third theme that is used a lot in Jewish circles is believing God for a sweet new year. And we have apples and honey traditionally for that. And fourth, and maybe the most important, or one of the most important, I should say, is recognizing our sin and repenting. There's actually a traditional service called Tashlich, which uh, we take breadcrumbs and go to an area of water and throw them in, representing us getting rid of our sins. But that actually comes from a scripture. It's Micah 7, 19. It says, He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. So we're going to actually do that on Monday after services. Yes, we have Sunday night service. We have Monday's service. This is in a week. This isn't tomorrow. And um, and after the service, uh, we'll have some lunch, and then we'll go to uh, Bayshore Boulevard, and uh, we'll throw breadcrumbs in there, uh, symbolizing that our sins are being thrown away. Now, let's listen to what God says about this appointment. In Leviticus twenty three twenty four. it says, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall, have, uh, shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. So there are four basic aspects that Scripture talks about for this holy day. Number one, you have to have services. So that's why in a a week and a day we'll, we'll be having services actually the Sunday night and the Monday morning. And uh, secondly, we are to treat it like a Shabbat, you know, a Sabbath day, a day where we do no regular work. And three, we need to be blowing the trumpet, blowing the shofar, sounding an alarm, saying this is the beginning of of God's holy uh, time in the seventh month. Now you say, how can the seventh month be the, the beginning of the year? That's a very good question. But you know, the intentions of the rabbis were great. What they... Even though we know that the beginning of the year on the uh, calendar, scriptural calendar, is around Passover time in the spring. But the rabbi said, look, we have these three amazing holy days where we worship the Lord. We should make this the beginning of the year. And that's why they renamed Yom Teruah Rosh Hashanah. Now, uh, so we celebrate Rosh Hashanah, and the 10 days following Rosh Hashanah are called Yamin Noraim, which means the day of repentance or the day of awe. This is a time for serious introspection, a time to consider the sins of the previous year and repent before we get to Yom Kippur, which is 10 days after Rosh Hashanah or at the end of this time period. And oftentimes, in this general time period, we go through the waters of mikvah. 
Some of you might know this as being baptized. Now, I understand that oftentimes the church might teach that you get baptized once and that's it. But as far as I'm concerned, and I believe Scripture will bear me out, and Yochanan, or John, the immerser, uh, certainly was baptizing or immersing people for repentance of sin. And, And so this is a great time to be immersed. I think that we need to start over again. How many of you can think of all the sins that you have had in this year. So what a wonderful thing to do is to not only spiritually know that we are repenting, but to be symbolically washed clean the way it was done in Hebrew scriptures. You know, there were literally thousands of pools available in the temple because the religious Jewish people would be immersed in water before coming to the Lord three times a day. So a mikvah is actually a pool of water, and tefillah is the immersion. And when we say immersion, we mean we're not talking about a sprinkling. We're talking about going under the water and coming back up and, and sensing the resurrection power of the Lord. Wouldn't you agree? And let me tell you, we'll, I'll talk about mikveh in the coming weeks, and we'll talk way more about it. Let's look uh, at, because you know what? Today I just want to give you an overview, but we'll get to the specifics in the coming weeks. So the next holy day, or the next appointed time, is the Day of Atonement, which is Tishri 10. Um, it's the holiest day in the Jewish year. It's spent in fasting, prayer, and confession. And uh, many Jews who did not observe any Jewish customs, um, they still will not work, and they'll fast, and they'll attend synagogue on this day. This, in a sense, is the most holy day of the year. The name of Yom Kippur means Day of Atonement, and that pretty much explains what the holiday is all about. You find it also in the book of Leviticus, Leviticus 23, of course. And uh, Jewish people have set this day aside to afflict the soul, to atone for the sins of the past year. And Jewish people believe that God inscribes all of our names then in the book of life. On Yom Kippur, the judgment entered into these books is sealed. This day is essentially your last appeal, your last chance to change the judgment, to demonstrate your repentance and make amends. Now, look, we know we have our amends in Yeshua, our Messiah. So, though these are wonderful thoughts, I I just want you to have a little background on it from a Jewish point of view. But we know that Yeshua is the fulfillment of this holy day. He is the day and the week and the year and the life of atonement. We are atoned through his blood. Amen? Okay. And we'll talk more about Yom Kippur as the days go on, as the weeks go on. Um, thirdly, in Leviticus 23, 33 to 44, starting on the, on the 15th of Tishri, we have the Feast of Tabernacles, or it's called Sukkot. 
And God told the people that they should live in booths for seven days so that the generations would know that his people lived in booths when he brought them out of Egypt. And so they had to rely on him because they were in booths. Look, this is a great, joyful celebration. Reminds me of the scripture, John fourteen fourteen. Messiah is our tabernacle or dwelling place. So we'll talk more about that holy day as well. And Shemini Esret, which is the eighth day service. So we have a number of services going on. This is just a wonderful time. I always love to talk about this. I, for those of you who have been with me for years, you will say, oh, my goodness, he's saying this again. And yes, I am. But this is the way I see the holy days. And it's based on words starting with the letter R. So on Rosh Hashanah and prior to that, in the month of Elul, as we talked about last week, we are to reflect as we get quiet before the Lord. Next, we are to recognize our sins. And then we are to repent of our sins. And in a sense, during Yom Kippur, we are redeemed as our sins are forgiven. The, the, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins. You know exactly right? Okay. Then, once we're redeemed, we're reconciled. We're brought close to God and to man. And once we're close to God, we receive God's love and mercy. Well, once you receive God's love and mercy, the next thing is we've got to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I will say rejoice. And once we rejoice, in order to keep rejoicing, we remember. We remember what the Lord has done for us. And finally, we retell about the Lord's love, because that keeps us in faith, right? And what are the results of all these R's? Well, we are renewed. We are refreshed. We are revived. So, very simple recap. Here are the R's. Reflect. Recognize, repent, redeemed, reconciled, receive, rejoice, remember, retell, and get the results in renewed, refreshed, and revived. If you would like to have that um, on a sheet of paper so you can kind of meditate on it, think about it, go over it, then send me an email. I'll be more than happy to send this out to you, because I'm sure if you were taking notes, you are somewhat behind there. Look, these are the days when God has set the agenda. That's what the appointed times are all about. God sets the agenda. In Psalm 89:15, it says, How blessed are the people who know the joyful sound of teruah, the sound of the trumpet, the sound of the shofar. O oh Lord, they walk in the light of your countenance. Some people ask me, well, a lot of people actually ask me, 
Is keeping the holy days or the appointed times legalism? Ah, no. Legalism is pride in performing good deeds rather than seeking God's heart. That's not what we're doing. Legalism is perfection in minor details rather than seeking God's heart. That's not what we're doing. This is God's appointed times. This is God's heart. Seeking to earn righteousness by outward appearances. That's legalism, but that's not what we're trying to do. We are meeting with the Lord. This is exciting. Legalism results in criticism of others and making others uncomfortable. Hopefully, I'm not making you uncomfortable. I'm just saying that I'm going to keep these appointed times, and I think you should too. But that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to give you the guilt and all that other stuff. That's legalistic to say you must do it. God is either going to work on your heart in this area or he's not. And and who knows? You might decide in a few years to do it. You might never do it. Let me just say this about legalism. It reminds me of the scripture in about Shabbat, you know, the Sabbath. In Mark 2, 27, 28, then Yeshua said to them, Shabbat, or the Sabbath, was made for man and not man for Shabbat. So the Son of Man is even is Lord even of Shabbat. In twenty three and twenty four it said, Now it happened on Shabbat that Yeshua was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to make their way plucking the heads of grain. The Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing it? It's not permitted on Shabbat. So we see that that's that scenario, that issue was what brought Yeshua to say Shabbat was made for man. Now, Shabbat, as I said, is not only on Saturdays. It's really a 24-hour period. So I believe not only is it a Saturday, but it's also on these appointed times. Well, there's so much more to talk about. We're going to have so much fun over the next few weeks. We are going to talk all about these holy days. And please, come and visit. We'd love to see you. Um, I'd like to invite you to Shoresh David in South Tampa. We're fairly easy to get to. Just go to our website, uh, which is Shoresh david.org s-h-o-r-e-s-h david.org and you can find the calendar there if you didn't ask for a calendar if we haven't emailed you a calendar we'd love for you to visit with us we also want you to understand that if you'd like this sheet on the R's the teaching on the R's again you can email me and look you can always call Karen and maybe that's the easiest thing. You can leave a message today or call tomorrow. Um, she's there from 10 to 5. And you can call at 813-831-5673 or leave a message. Uh, speak to her. She'll be happy to take care of uh, questions. And uh, if you'd like to speak to me, call there as well. And if I'm available, I'll be happy to speak with you too. So um, let me just say that a week from tonight starts the Rosh Hashanah, or the Holy Days. It's a great service. We'd love to see you there. It's Sunday evening, and it will begin at 7 o'clock. 
So we'd love we'd love for you to come bring kids, uh, you know, bring everybody, bring your Jewish friends. That would really be helpful. Also, consider giving us a gift. Um, It helps us stay on air. And uh, well, let me just say this. May your desire grow to have a heart like the heart of Messiah especially during these appointed times, God's appointments for you and me. Amen. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.